0: Today
1: on CodePen Radio. Hey everybody! Time for another CodePen Radio. Uh, this is going to be a technical deep dive, so I have some technical friends with me here to do this. D's here. Hey D.
0: Hey, hey Chris, how's it going?
1: Good. And Alex, my, hey my co-founder at large. What's happening, man? Um, we're gonna the the technical deep dive is going to be about Elasticsearch. So let me just say it. Elastic Search, Elastic Search, Elastic Search. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about in this in this thing. Uh, D and Alex have been on a. Uh, uh, you just called it a hero's journey, a saga. This is going to be a it's story a a saga, and a story yes. with no ending. Yeah,
0: right. this doesn't uh... <laughs> not yet. There's no, no happy ending yet.
1: <laughs> there kind well, of is, though, isn't it? Because yes. we the reason we are on this saga as this is this is. I don't want to say typical, but I think it's kind of typical. Like was we kind of had a, a a problem, and it was kind of a literally like a bad one, like an on fire deal, and we had to respond to that on fireness. And the way that we've been responding to that, especially for the last like year, has been to like I'm not only going to put out this freaking fire, I'm going to put it out so eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write I'm going to write a symphony to put out this fire because I'm going to put it out so perfectly that it will never need to be put out again, which is, of course, a joke. But it feels like that, that we don't we're not putting out files, f- fires with glasses of water anymore. We're you know, sol- yeah, yeah. solving fundamental fundamental issues. So I want I've said the word elastic search a bunch of times and I want some help on understanding it a little bit more this is what i know about Elasticsearch. It, th- it, it took me a while to even come to this understanding is it's just a database it's just a real special one that has a special job which is search but mysql is a database redis is a database mongo is a database there's all kinds of places you can put data and it isn't like a thousand miles away from that right it's just kind of like a database
0: Yeah. And it's funny, when I was first learning about this, I tried to understand it at that granular level, right? Like it's a database you store, but you store data as objects. And that's what's different from data that's stored in columns and rows in a MySQL database and any sort of relational database. And so that was like a big aha moment for me. Is it
1: not relational? It's just not
0: No, exactly. It's okay. you store data as objects, and you do set up relationships between them um in an index. and um we'll probably talk a bit more about that. But what you're it's all more like a graph database like GraphQL. um and you store mm. your data as documents more like inelastic, more like Firebase, right? So mm. it's noSQL and it has its own. Um like elastic search query language, ESL or something, I forget. Yeah. Um, but it's stored in JSON. So that makes so it so these objects are
1: little chunks mm-hmm. of JSON.
0: Yeah. Documents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are they exactly.
1: schemed? Do, can you put whatever the hell you want in the JSON, or is it be like, no, that's yeah. not part of our Yeah, that's
2: yeah. that's so that's uh ends up being a big part of it. Part of the difficulty for developers is moving from this. This world where uh, you have schemas and tables and you know if you do any schooling or get into any books about databases, you instantly get this idea of how you set up relational databases and schemas. And for whatever reason, it makes perfect logical sense. I've always felt like... SQL and, and that entire database world. It's one of the most logical, easy to understand. It does seem
1: logical. There's concepts. columns yeah, it's and like,
2: rows. You're like, I only store things in one place, and then I tie them together with these uh, f- IDs and stuff. But this is a different world. Like Dee was saying, this is storing documents in files and being creating quick access indexes to get those documents.
1: Is that why? Is this the quickness that's the big deal? Because otherwise, it's like, Why? Right.
2: Yeah. So if you if you think about any purpose-built database, it's trying to fulfill a very specific set of goals. And for Elasticsearch, because it's built for search, it is going to store... Fi- At the end of the day, every database is storing data on disk and then has to go get it as quickly as possible to fulfill yeah. a request. And so Elasticsearch does that just for these individual documents. It just keeps like internal hash tables I would imagine and looks them up very quickly. It has like uh, all your data tokenized into ways where if you're looking for something like CSS rainbow, it's going to store an index where like it has CSS rainbow and then it has all the documents that it points to. Um, And all the documents that have CSS rainbow inside of them. And that's why it's purpose built for search. And that's why we use it. We use it for church.
0: And that's why there's this whole process that you don't have with the typical relational database where you're doing mappings, right? Where you're mapping your, in our case, our um, MySQL data to Elastic. And so within that mapping process, you're defining what the fields are, what the types are, but then you're also adding um, extra information that's for Elastic specifically. Um, So with a text type, you can add more information about... um, whether you want to combine those fields so that you can search for a full long string, right? So like if you have a pen, for example, you might want to search for CSS rainbow in both the pen title and the pen description. So Mm. in that mapping process, which is kind of where our saga hero's journey begins, um, you give Elastic the information that it needs so that it can do its job super well I yeah. see. I see mm-hmm.
1: that that's where the like the purpose built searchness shines exactly. Because right? you could you you can search my of course you can right you can search my SQL. Could we have built? Because the point of this is we're talking about CodePen here, so we're talking about offering users search on CodePen. So we we need to define what that means and how that works and all that stuff. Could we have written our search feature to just search? MySQL and just not use Elasticsearch at all, or is that just like <laughs> bad, bad idea town?
2: Well, wow, you're you're talking about keeping everything in one database. That's that's <laughs> a crazy idea. I don't know if that would work. That it might be too simple. Then we might not have anything to What's do. What's the problem um, with it?
1: Is it speed?
0: Well, no. That's that's a good that's a good point though, because like in smaller products, um, like the product I was working on before, I s- implemented search in Postgres. Uh, And they, Postgres is really, they actually have like a gem for it. And they do the same thing as Elastic does where they have like a specific table. They combine all the attributes that you would want to search. And then they have, I forget the name, T something, this like very fast mechanism to search through those documents. But it was like a product that I was just trying to get off the ground. There were no users. And with CodePen, we have 5 million plus users. We have... Forty-six million pens that we have to search oh, through. way to give and out our
1: business data. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: sorry? No, no,
1: no, you're, sorry, that's what we do on this podcast. We we overshare. So so yeah. you if data if if we were in Postgres we could do it or or, or like, if we we're weren't
0: still... code pen if we weren't code pen with this many users with this problem. much data yeah, yeah that's exactly
2: so yeah it, it's funny you ask that because I I probably ask myself that every month because I I get tired. Of fidgeting and dealing with
1: all the Elasticsearch things, I go, could we use just one database? Well, let's put a point on it. There's a pen. A pen is a record in it. The MySQL is our home base, right? Like that's the source of truth for data right. on CodePen. And what we're saying is we're going to build search that you can search for pens. So at right. some point, what we're talking about with Elasticsearch is we need to then pick up that MySQL thing and move it over to Elasticsearch because we want to use them for scale but now like you're saying now we have two databases with stuff in it and there's inherent problems with that right
2: yeah and it, so it it has to be worth it and so this is what makes Elasticsearch worth it what makes it is like d said scale right you can scale out and it's not just scale it's the ability to return in a certain amount of time right so mysql could do that um postgres from what i understand Um, has a much better implementation of just full text search. And so they have a pretty sophisticated solution. I don't think it's quite Elasticsearch level, but it's better than the version of MySQL that we are on right now, which is 5.6. And so for CodePen, um, we can use... tonight, right? Are you going to... Yeah, we might be upgrading. (laughs) We'll see about that. It's a different (laughs) podcast. Um, But uh, at the moment... uh, if we wanted to do some of the fancy things that we do with Elasticsearch. And so, for example, if you, like you said, we have millions and millions of pens and you really only want a certain level of results, we want to boost the more popular pens to reach you because it's more likely that if, say, Chris created something and it has a, a flexbox solution for his pen, you probably kind of want to see that versus someone who's just learning it and maybe doesn't have as much. Cloud on CodePen, so we surface the more popular pen results when you search, and boosting and ranking is part of uh, Elasticsearch. That's not necessarily something that's part of MySQL. And then on top of that, there's all these analyzers and ways that you can index your data. So, for example, if you were to search for families plural versus families singular, Elasticsearch has um, a feature called stemming, which they get to the root of the word. So there you can search for families or family and still get the same results because we know that the root word in English is related, is the same oh, word. Wow. And yeah. so
0: them. Ooh. Yeah, I like right. It. So
2: little features like that. Those are really nice, sophisticated uh features that you get from Elasticsearch versus from MySQL because trust me, if we could get by with just MySQL, I'd pay really good money to be able to not have to sync this data. It'd be amazing.
0: And, And that's a really good point, Alex, because there is a lot of infrastructure involved to Elasticsearch. There's the node, there's the master node, there are replicas, there's like replicating your indexes. And I know you've done Research and looked at other search options like Algolia. There was that um, MDB, the the Rust based one that you were looking at. I forget. Melly but melly search, yeah. And during this saga, while we were in the throes of um, basically an issue of, that we caused by trying to kind of like rewrite a. Uh, the mapping portion of elastic and we were trying to use our own tech stack where um mm-hmm. instead of the l of elk log stash, well we didn't um, we didn't
1: define that at all can you do that elk thing for me i mean my parents are members of the elks lodge
0: that's <laughs> so kind of parallel yeah yeah, um, so ELK is the Elasticsearch stack. And basically, ELK stands for Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana because Elasticsearch isn't just the search portion. Like, it would be nice if it was just a tiny little database. There's Throwing up servers, there's, which then means that you want to um, send that data to these new servers, which is what Logstash is for. Logstash is their like Java-based mapping solution, mm. um, and. Is the and point then, here
1: that they know that Elasticsearch is not your canonical database? It's just this other database that you exact, throw crap mess. into to search for. So you need exactly. some mechanism in place to keep it up to date with your database, but not That's like, exactly immediately. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, That's
0: exactly in it. the
2: mm-hmm. beginning, Elasticsearch was actually, they used to tell you, please do not make Elasticsearch your canonical database because... I think for the first six or seven years they had some known bugs where it was possible for you to lose data. Um oh my God. I don't think they were high, but they were like there were warnings around it. They've since, from what I understand, taken care of those issues. So, but for when Elasticsearch started, it was known that this was not your canonical database. This was specifically built to search your your the content in another database, basically.
1: So imagine people make a pen. It goes to our database first, and then we're like, well, we better tell Elasticsearch about it so that it's searchable right away. Somebody changes exactly. that pen, we'll tell our database first, then we got to tell mm-hmm. Elasticsearch too, because it's changed now. Somebody deletes a pen, we delete it from mm-hmm. our database, we better tell Elasticsearch too, because it needs to be deleted. So there's all that. And, so that's the L,
0: mm-hmm. yeah? In the L- yep, that's the log stash. Yep, that's the... I don't know why they call it logstash. Alex, you might it's know. just but- the name of the product,
2: mm-hmm. I think initially it was meant to sync log logs. logs. So like
0: yeah.
2: because Elasticsearch can index almost any data and if it doesn't already have a schema designed for it, it'll just create one on the fly because it's fancy like yeah. that. Um
0: mm-hmm.
2: when they I can only assume that when they started it was meant to only sync Things like logs from servers and be make those searchable. They just but, happened
1: to make good software and people used it for more than it was.
2: Familiar. Right. I mean, it expanded to index a lot more data.
0: Yeah. It's it's like the high-end, most sophisticated, complex like search infrastructure that you could possibly implement. Like Elasticsearch itself is open source. It's built on top of Lucene, which is like a Another Java-based technology, right, Alex? Right. But, um...
2: Yeah, they—they're a really interesting tool in that they are open source built on something that was really powerful. Open source. The what logs Elasticsearch, the organization and the open source project did was they made Lucene scalable and easy to use. It was a little bit harder to use. I don't know. I've never actually met people. We used to. I think we used to use Solar directly, which was the Lucene implementation prior um and so they made it easier better developer experience all that kind of stuff and
1: wow that's funny um, lucene's just at the base of the stack for all this it's like yeah the real yeah at the end brick. of the day
2: that's the kind of genius open source technology that it's all built on which is pretty amazing
1: so while well, well, I can see the future here is that the L is uh, the, I the L you're going to tell a story of the L going away. So I'll let you tell the story, but that that the L that's the part of that story is I, I opened this podcasting that there was a there's some kind of fire we needed to put out. Mm-hmm. So what what was the fire and why are we talking about this at all?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because in the last year, we've had like 10 of these podcasts. Like, hey, CodePen Radio listeners, we just relate, replaced this massive piece of infrastructure. And it was great and awesome. And I think mm. this was our like last piece of infrastructure that um, Alex and I were taking over. And as part of that, we were uh, going to replace the log stash portion, which is the piece that we just talked about where you're sending data from CodePen's MySQL DB as things are changing, as your pen is updated to Elastic. And so we had been using Logstash, Elastic, the company's uh, solution for it. And so as part of taking over the uh, infrastructure, we're like, okay, this is the last piece we don't know. Let's get to know it and replace. and this was Alex's idea because he'd been kind of thinking about it and Alex you should explain the actual like system that you designed to replace it but the point was this is not the same code pen radio story that you've heard where we're like, we replaced this massive piece of infrastructure. It went super well, no problems in this case, what happened is we like optionally replaced log stash just to improve it, and then there were pieces that we didn't understand and ended up having a um like a circuit breaker type of event where um. And Alex, you should explain the Lambda piece where we were hitting our own Elastic stack so often that the underlying servers couldn't handle that many requests. And so we basically it went like,
1: down. That's the fire, right? CodePen yeah,
0: literally that's had the fire. an
2: outage. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. So in that instance, we had replaced portions of it. And we were redoing the way we were doing the indexing and removing things from the index, but we kind of over in doing so we overwhelmed the Elasticsearch service, um, because part of, part (laughs) of what Logstash gives you is, um, kind of rate limiting. And so it's smart about how it does that. So we, there are some, you know, lessons learned. That's one of the things that, uh, is possible when you Replace a piece of technology like Logstash that has a lot of, even though there's a bit of a learning curve to get it up and running, Uh it has a lot of knowledge baked in. But it was still... So did the
1: fire happen after you pulled
2: out Logstash? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It was actually caused
2: by the way we were doing the indexing and removing things from the index. But Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what was interesting about that was to get to, to the beginning of the story. So we have this Logstash Elasticsearch, Kibana setup, kind of the typical setup, and we were running on a server. We were running Logstash on a dedicated server that was using like very little of what the server had available, um, and because it was barely using any CPU, barely using any memory, and you know we were moving to a Go based stack, and we wanted control of this, but we also have Um, plans to index things that aren't in our database, things that are like maybe in S3 or they're maybe in log files and things like that in the future, we were like, okay, we know we want to do this. We know this server is costing us way too much money for what it's doing. It's barely doing anything and it's just sitting there and it's Mm -hmm. kind of old tech and it hasn't been touched in a while. Let's replace
0: this piece, right?
2: (laughs) So we did. We did Mm -hmm. that. We replaced the Logstash server with a Lambda that runs some Go code, uses the Sure, it probably costs us
1: fifty cents instead of $100. enough that I have
2: no idea what it costs us. So that means it's got to be under ten dollars a month. It's very low, whatever it is, because uh, if it were more, I'd know.
0: <laughs> and enough where we were able to use Palumi once again. Our listeners will be very sick of this story, but we replaced we also added a staging version of the entire infrastructure the the lambda cron the oh elastic server so we you know as part I of no nobody
1: these... cares but i care d it's so cool <laughs> yeah, that to, matters so much yeah to have staging <laughs> and dev so our oh search works across the whole stack which is like of course of course most of your stuff does but it's so easy to punt on like something like search where you're like i don't know does not does it matter that much that you search staging specifically? Eh, right. You know, right. Yeah, you... I mean,
2: and part of this project, one of the things that we did, you know, that was really helpful for learning this entire environment was we also set up in development, which was really big for us. We we mm-hmm. at Codepen put a lot of effort into making sure that staging, development, and production are as close as possible, at least that they technologically work the same. Because it really helps when we're debugging those hard problems and trying to recreate them locally. So um, that was part yeah. of the project and, and huge benefits from that were we're still kind of working through the process, but it, that in doing so, we were able to move to a simpler system with a lot, with fewer moving parts as far as we're concerned, because now we have complete control. Whereas before it was a little bit of like, well, this log slash setup is cool, but how do we index everything in S3? How do we manage that process? And now we just manage it through code, which gives us really fine-grained control. So we're mm-hmm. happy
1: about it. We probably helped out with that dev and staging stuff. And and this is it's not just like, oh, for once, let's do that with projects you did that those work in development with assets Mm -hmm. it works that way it works in dev and in staging and in production it's so cool it's not everything like i don't i can't really i did find one weird staging bug today i'll have to tell you about it's just a little (laughs) key that you
0: got and and guess what the secret sauce is chris it's the same set of technology over and over again and i know this was part of the thought process as we were Coming up with how to replace Logstash is, we wanted to use the exact same tech stack that we're using for projects for the mainline website, and it's mm-hmm. Golang, it's AWS and a Lambda, it's Docker, uh, and that's about it. And so that was one of the major like positives of tr- of of this move and and like pulling in our the elastic infrastructure into something we know is just reusing that same tech stack over and over and over again so that we have mastery in it and so that all of our products whether it's search or the pen editor itself uses that same like time tested tech stack um yeah yeah
1: yeah. why is elastic search the company so bullish on Logstash? still is it is it still a good idea or is it like if we reach another level of scale would we go back to it or is it
2: yeah so what's interesting is i mean i think logstash itself just has a ton of legacy usage that is going to be there for decades so but ironically they are replacing it with um a suite of products called beats so they have like beats file system beats logs beats function this and that and what those yeah. are is a bunch of small Go binaries that are built on top of a kind of a, a similar framework. Um mm. and those are slowly replacing Logstash because they're kind of smaller, they're easier to deploy. The the same reason that we deployed our little Go service because it's simple, easy, fast, all the niceties that we like about the Go compiled binaries, they're doing the same exact thing. So they are actually trying to replace it with something similar to what we did. We just used the Go SDK from Elasticsearch to replace it so that we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to add yet another technology, which would have been Beats, which I'm sure would have been fine because it's Go based and all that. But we're like, you know what? This SDK is really all we need. We have complete control after that. We're fine.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I see what they're doing now. they kind of saying, they can't not say Logstash, probably, because there's so much legacy usage. But in their little diagram, they kind of put beats and Logstash right next to each other. Like, you could use either one of these. Right, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. So so what about this fire, though? So you replace Logstash. It, there's a bunch of benefits, like it costs 50 cents or whatever, and it's Go, and you're increasing your skills there. But there was a mistake. Too much indexing is happening. CodePen has a little downtime. And we're not talking, like, super long here it just was like it was weird and why would search take down our website anyway like that's not okay so i think d you even wrote that part right like the ability for search to take down CodePen is like not a thing anymore so
0: right yeah and so what was happening is because we were hitting our servers with so many of those lambda requests what happened is CodePen slowed down significantly. And I remember in Slack at like 11 a.m., you and Marie were like, hey, it's feeling slow. CodePen's feeling slow. Trending page is feeling slow. And we're like, okay, why would that be, right? And so what was happening is typically you look at what are the external services we're relying on? And our initial thought was, oh, maybe it's stream. Maybe we're getting too many requests from stream or the response time from stream is too slow. And it turns out, like, it was an external API, but it was our own external <laughs> API to Elastic. And so as part of solving the problem, it was it was basically a... Um, breakdown of when you're sending too many requests at one time, our servers have to wait to respond to that request. And so then every other request that's coming in behind those requests... Slows down. You should and it's call that, it
1: log jam. <laughs> ex- there
0: you go. And, and that's exact it was a cascading failure, basically. And so there was some time where CodePen was a little bit too slow, and then search itself would go down. There weren't times where the entirety of Code Pen was down. I think usually we're used to like that like heavy load site under heavy load and and so it was all those requests. And once we diagnosed it, one of the immediate things that we did was to just turn off those search requests. So like at a high level, um, we implemented this like circuit breaker and and there's a couple of layers to that. Um, At the top level layer, we just used Redis to be like, okay, we need to turn off these requests to search because if search isn't returning results, that's okay because that is not as expensive as all of CodePen going down, right? So initially you have to prevent all of CodePen from going down. And that meant disabling search. And so just for we like implement-
1: a minute till we figure it out. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. We have a switch, basically a control switch, which lets us turn it on and off because search is one of the few parts of CodePen that's like externally dependent, right? Dependent on us sending requests to, to Elastic. Um, and so that was like at the first response level, like let's put the fire out. And then second response was we implemented this circuit breaker um, and we used like a Rails gem to implement this. And what it does basically is as requests are coming in to our servers, if it notices that you set a certain threshold, if you get to that like failure volume threshold where response time is going super slow, then... It is a mechanism that you use to turn off all of those requests for a certain amount of time so that you don't have that cascading failure. It's just like a circuit breaker at your house. We actually have this problem where we have far too many plugs on one side of our house and Mm. like every night the circuit will flip. The circuit will, what is, I can't remember the technical phrase of it, but we have to literally go guess What is it when a
1: circuit break? I guess it breaks.
0: Yeah, I have it at and the I'll... office.
1: I can't make a freaking bag of popcorn without the thing flipping it. <laughs> is <in> the... <laughs> uh,
2: just way overloading. We won't unplug anything, but we will yeah. complain yeah. about the breakers going yeah, on.
1: Yeah, I will start a podcast and talk about it, though, goddamn.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, literally now. I will unplug like certain things at night, but I won't like move all of my devices to the other side of the house. I don't know. I need my popcorn, I guess. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's that combination of like the failure switch where we turn off search just whole hog and then the more granular circuit breaker implementation. Right. Which means
1: it can never be the cause of code pen downtime again. That's a kind of a, a nice solution to it. Hopefully it never even has to trip. Is it trip? I think you trip a circuit. You yes. Trip, yes. That's Hopefully it never has it to trip. That's, <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> but if it does, at least at least we can't have the same problem. Right. But that, you know. It feels like you know is is that a band aid? I don't know. To me, it feels both like like a good solution and a scary solution. Like, oh, I wish we didn't need that at all, but I right. guess it does make sense and so, that we have that.
2: The, and that's key, right? Like it, for non-core services, right? So if if our database, if our MySQL database were to go down, we're going down because there's no use having a site up with just static HTML with no data and you can't you can't serve the site but most of the site can be still be served if search goes down it's just a, a a degraded experience and so for services like that we will always have a circuit breaker just because things go wrong for reasons that you can't control um this is any external server is going to cause a kind of a, a a domino effect of other issues and so the circuit breaker is actually just a regular, it's a pattern um, of dealing with these kinds of distributed systems problems. Um, we should have never gone down to begin with. So for anything that's external that we can operate without, like Dee has uh, mentioned, we also use um, Stream to serve up our feeds. We can serve up a not as gr- good of a feed, but we can still serve a feed. So right. we're going to be adding I mean, we that, do that to our API. You that's know. right. Um, yeah, we 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 have that.
1: No, we, that's already there, isn't it? Like the one where it's like, so imagine like the trending feed is powered by Stream and it has all the cool machine learning stuff in it or whatever. But if it, for any reason it fails, we still have a. It serves our popularity feed, which is like, and our or our picks feed or both or something. It's st- it's like pretty smart still.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a fallback option, and that was like the first level that um we implemented and so a better version of searches fallback would be like maybe cached results if we had that internally right. available, which just send we know them we to Google. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: right. So
0: right, exactly.
1: So is that why this is a saga and a hero's journey and stuff is because I think we've kind of fixed it, but not all the way, right? Like there's still some concerns about our Elasticsearch implementation all told.
2: Yeah. So what happened after that saga, like we implemented all these safety checks, like CodePen going down is absolutely unacceptable. We will do everything possible to keep our sites up, keep the embeds up, all that stuff. We work really hard on that on our uptime. And so that that was taken care of. We re-indexed our entire database. So we took the old index, we were like throw that out. We indexed all new data um, and moved to a whole new server with a new the latest version of ElasticSearch offered by ElasticSearch the company, which is the latest one. And that worked out great. Initially we had we went from like 800 millisecond response time to like 100 millisecond response time mm-hmm. or less. And mm-hmm. I was over the moon about it. I was like, "Wow, this is great! This is solved! This is the the happy ending I was looking for." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut to three weeks later, the database starts to slow down again. Um, we
0: Elasticsearch database, right?
2: The Elasticsearch database, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I don't, I don't still understand why. Um, we are kind of specialized in more relational database debugging and dealing with those performance issues. Um, so in order to resolve that, we actually had to double the size of our server. And that's taking care of the problem. And what we're doing now, this is why it's not quite a finished story, is we've brought in a Elasticsearch um, contractor who specializes in Elasticsearch. And hopefully they're going to teach us what we're doing. Like, why is why is it that the speed of the system has gone down so significantly compared to when we first index it. And we're not overwhelming the system in any way. Like We've over the taste of weeks? Yeah it, yeah, it was about three to four weeks afterwards. Um, and and so, what's
1: the slowdown? like so It's like not like twice as slow, or is it? Oh, I mean, it's orders of magnitude. slow. I'd
2: say it's 10x slower, right? So it starts out at 100 <laughs> milliseconds, goes all the way up to 1,000 by the time we notice. And it's just kind of a bad experience. And so damn, now... Mm-hmm. elastic search itself is notoriously complex to manage as far as the infrastructure is concerned there's a million little uh Plugins, levers and like, things you can pull yeah. like yeah. the way you organize your shards where you put them to where you direct the documents to and there's yeah. a bunch of things that we know we could do but because we don't want to get stuck in that world i, I don't want to be a an Elasticsearch specialist we've got a lot of more interesting yeah, problems like we to want solve. good
1: search but we're not like a search company
2: right right we, we want good search and there's a lot of niceties that we want around Elasticsearch. a lot of improvements we want to store a lot more data in there and so yeah. what we've done at this point is we're bringing in a, a contractor they're highly a competent scream
1: contractor
2: doesn't it kind yeah, yeah. To- like totally because it, it is a solved problem and at the end of the day It's going, if you have experience with Elasticsearch and you've managed these things, actually looked into it, I mean, the amount of time that we've spent um, was significant for us, but over a year, it's a very small part of our year, you know, and we don't want to get that much better at it. We just kind of want it to work the way MySQL just works for us. MySQL is such a critical part of our world that whenever we have to dig into it, we do because... There's, it's just you have to have your data. It's that's who we are as a company, and so that's a different beast. But Elasticsearch, we want it to be good enough. We want to improve it slowly over time, but it won't make or break the features that we're looking to do um, to build at Codepen. So the the sad saga is we're still working on it. We're still trying to improve the performance, but for right now, enjoy really fast search because we're on a big old server that has no problem <laughs> dealing with the problem.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and, and on. Code Pen Radio. we talk about all these things kind of like all these technologies pretty flippantly because we're a small startup of seven and so we all have to like put our hands into every bit, whether it's Go, whether it's Elastic or AWS but this is a literal industry onto itself because it is such a complex set of technology and infrastructure. So the folks that um, we've contracted with in industrial resolution um, they have engineers who we are, are Elastic,
1: out, huh? you better do a good job. Yeah, now. you're on the podcast, <laughs>
0: or maybe come onto the podcast and talk yeah. to us about what you did when it's yeah, done. But cool. no, they have they have Elastic certified engineers, just like you can get AWS certified engineers. And so part of the contract is they're going to take you know, half of the contract to understand our current structure, do some research and give us recommendations on how we can improve it. And then, you know, because we want to focus our work on like the core of CodePen within the seven of us, we'll probably get their help in implementing some of those recommendations. But, you know, even though we talk so like nonchalantly about all these technologies like throwing technology buzzword soup at you it is an industry unto itself you know
1: can you imagine too if, you, if that's all you not all you did but if that was your professional thing you can probably see stuff immediately you know like what that 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 can change and all that, you know, like to the, you know, like I've written so much jQuery in my life. If some, you know, somebody who sucked at jQuery hired me to look at their jQuery, I could be like, well, that's obviously going to be a problem. Like, you know, like there's, there'll be stuff that you could just see like instantly. Kind, we're kind of hoping that that's what. If, if what that's a thing,
2: here. and anyone needs help with prototype, you just contact <laughs> yeah. me. I have this useless knowledge that I I can't yeah. like benefit from any longer. So. Contact I'm a certified CSS birthday.
1: technician, and nobody cares. <laughs> it's
2: just right? Yeah. I mean, at CodePen, we're you know, like Dee said, the, the, this is a lot of technology. We it, it's a bit exhausting for us to to be spread so thin. And at the end of the day, we are CodePen certified engineers, and nothing else. We we focus <laughs> Ooh, on making Can we have a certification? Yeah, you you yeah. you've got it. <laughs> it's, it's <invented. laughs> Thanks.
1: All right. So so a saga. So this is there's really no problem with it. So if we scared anybody about search or slowness or downtime or anything there's literally nothing wrong with CodePen right now. You, you'll search and you know, find all this stuff. <laughs> Just we have to watch it. We have to make sure that that stuff doesn't creep up over time and that it doesn't break the site anymore. And I'm kind of secretly hoping that these contractors can not only like make sure that our search is awesome and returning good results and all that, but we can improve the results. We can oh, offer yeah. maybe even more search features. We d- we've kind of mm. not really talked about that, but there is kind of like stuff that there's like an ideal way that search can do things. Like, so I'm going to shut up about it because I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't promise if we're going to offer any of yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I think you're talking about like search relevance, like just the getting better results. You know, like if, if you search for if you're looking for CSS tricks, and I type in CSS space tricks, I still want the one with the dash. You know, um, and, and those kinds of niceties for human beings not to have to remember those details. And for search to just help you because it's just kind of a natural language parser at the end of the day, we right. want those features for us. We want them for you. And
1: hopefully yeah, we want to be able to scope search in interesting ways and filter search right. in interesting ways. And like, and then be able to like use, you know, fancy characters to do search that actually works, you know, like a minus sign actually means remove this crap from search. I'm right, not sure. If right. We can yeah. Yeah. That. We're,
2: we're, this that was the goal. There, we've just hit a bit of a speed bump, so had to slow down on the adding features to search for the moment.
1: Yeah, right. Well, as soon as we're a freaking Fortune 100 company, we're gonna have all team on this show. <laughs> we
0: we didn't record this podcast to scare you about CodePen search, but we did record it to scare you about Elasticsearch, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a heavy tool. Um, I'm honestly really excited about the possibilities. I'm I'm excited to see what's learning the landscape of search. It's at, at some level, search just becomes the best tool to find your work, to find other people's work. Oh, and so, we
1: should do that on a podcast too, because you've you've sold me on this idea. Because we, it's like search, 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 search. But I started the podcasting. It's just a database, right? And there are like use cases of it that aren't search. Ooh yeah
0: analytics
1: right oh yeah yeah, yeah d is wet the whistle so we'll leave it at that huh
2: yep yep yeah i mean we we use search nowadays to deal with spam issues and looking for malware and go hunting for those things there's all kinds of security implications on tools you can build for that and getting alerts about it so it's a really amazing tool um and i i felt feel like i didn't have enough respect for it going in and now I. And i we can I've afford learned. it
1: oh my god that's a yeah cool trick yeah
2: too. and it, it's a but it's a, honestly it's a great tool it just it deserves a, a hefty amount of um, learning before you get going with it so we've learned quite a bit
1: take care people we'll see you next time
0: bye y'all bye y'all Seven,
2: six, zero, three, one, eight.